0: Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is Justin Hahnemann. This is the ContenderCast and we're shining a light on bright ideas. And I am very excited today because we are talking about marketing. And my guest today is Kristen Marquette. And I Kristen, it is so great having you on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I am too. And you know, I we just had a conversation before we we hit record, and we found we had way too much in common as it relates to uh, writing and and this whole space around marketing, engagement, and and enjoying having a lot of balls in the air. Right, Kristen?
1: Oh, for sure. I wouldn't (laughs) know what I would do with myself. (laughs) I love it.
0: That's how I mean. Like any free time is consumed with like the next project. But okay, all right. Let's focus on you. so um, and, and for those of you who don't know Kristen, uh, a quick search and you will find a ton on her. Um, she is all over the place from uh, the perspective of leadership in the social and uh, e-commerce space. Uh, she started a couple of agencies. We'll talk about that today. She writes for the Huffington Post, Entrepreneur Magazine. Uh, she's lecturing regularly at NYU. Oh, by the way, she's an MIT and BU and NYU alum. I mean, she's there's a lot of balls in the air here and we're going to have a great conversation. We're really going to center on um, starting a business and growing a business and and what that takes. And so, Kristen, let's start with like, I know you started out of college in management consulting, like we just talked about before the podcast. How did you decide to get into the I'll say the agency space, and then how did you decide to start your own agency?
1: yeah, so it's it, it's interesting, so I actually, my first job out of college, I was a PR marketing manager for an international law firm, and at that point, I was thinking about
0: ah, going nice. to law school, okay. <laughs> but
1: decided not to because I got a taste of what it was like to work for a law firm right. and you know. Years later, I ended up marrying an attorney, so that was that was enough. (laughs) Okay, so you checked that box, right? So, after about a year, I ended up uh making the transition into consulting, and um, it was really great because I was able to travel and you know, I, I just learned a lot about strategy and operations. But, um, it was 2009 and uh, the it was during the great recession, and unfortunately. Most businesses were not doing well. That's right. So my entire office in the Northeast actually was shut down. Wow. So at that point, I was kind of left to my own devices. And I said, okay, well, you know what? I have a good three months here <laughs> right. buffer. You know, they had they had given me three months to okay, kind of decide nice. what I was gonna do. Days. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So at that point, you know, I had a couple freelance clients and I decided. To just take the leap of faith and start my own business. And I've never looked back. You know, because running a service based business, you know, initially when you're trying to build your client base, the overhead is very low. You know, all you need no is question. like a computer, <laughs> right. a phone, That's right. and, you know, a cell phone and right. a Wi Fi connection. And you could pretty much work from anywhere. So no I actually, the, the first couple of months being out on my own, I scaled up very quickly, a little too quickly. Right. And um, I was fortunate enough to to have a lot of financial success. Yeah. But um, I would say probably like three years into it, I was just exhausted. Sure. Maybe a little bit longer and burnt out. And I decided to kind of take a step back a little bit and focus on not just, you know, m- self care, but also my marriage because things were, you know, it was a little tough. I was actually sure. working more than my husband, and he's partnering a law firm in New wow. York City, you know. Wow.
0: <laughs> well, I think so. That's interesting. So, you know, you think you mentioned this a second ago. It doesn't take much to start a services firm, right? I mean, a, a laptop and your skill set and your network and your, you could be immediately billing hours, right? And doing project work. And so, that's. I, I think that's led to, and and you've seen this too. I'm sure is pro- a lot of proliferation of of small and medium sized companies in the services space. You know, ranging from agencies to the technology world and and so forth. Um, so it takes a lot to actually go beyond just the one or two people and build a company that has uh, a number of brands and, and customers right underneath that umbrella and build a team and whatnot. And you've done that, right? I know you took the step back there. But then after that, you you built a company like Creative Development Agency and, and whatnot. And like, how did you go from just you and the laptop and a couple clients or you and maybe a colleague or whatnot to okay now we're gonna put a company together and it's gonna grow and, and here and, and and it's grown like how did you take that step?
1: It was very in the beginning I was a little disoriented because I was trying to be everything to everybody and I was everywhere I was scattered and I think that's why I grew so quickly and I got burnt out so quickly but after I decided to niche down and focus on three or four different verticals and only focus on, Three or four core areas instead of trying to do 10. You know, that's when I really started to carve out a niche.
0: Give me an example. Like, what were all the, like, give me an example of the longer list and then how, what were the things you decided to focus on?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, when I first started, you know, I was doing PR, copywriting, (laughs) blogging, design, website design. (laughs) You know, social media, just like (laughs) everything that you could possibly imagine that related to digital media. And then I I saw myself, you know, just getting overwhelmed And just uh, at one point for me was, I guess the turning point for me was, you know, when I realized that I was working more than my husband and I actually spent pretty much most of my European honeymoon meeting with clients. And that was just not cool. (laughs) That's not cool. Yeah. My husband was less than thrilled about that. You know, I mean, we go to Paris and yeah, we're supposed to be four days or five days in Paris together. And here we are like meeting with my clients (laughs) and having lunch. Yeah. He (laughs) was not happy about that. So, so at that point, you know, I just kind of realized that we, I, I was just too scattered and all over the place. And, you know, I mean, I was working with so many different industries, you know, I was doing professional services. We were, not just me, but I, you know, I had a small team at that point and we were working with professional services, fashion, beauty, lifestyle, health, wellness, tech, and it was we were just two all over the place. So when I decided to, to really niche down and focus on health and wellness and, sure. you know, fashion and lifestyle, um, that's when we really started to carve a niche and become known. And, you know, people started essentially coming to me through LinkedIn and through referrals. Like I wasn't even doing any outward marketing.
0: Wow. So it's all referral.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that I had, I was doing a little PR for us, you know, but it wasn't on the level that, you know, doing it now. So it was, yeah, it was interesting, and it, I, I'm I'm glad that I, you know, had that experience because I see so many other entrepreneurs trying to, you know, create be everything to everybody, and unfortunately, unless of course, you know, you are the size of. Apple, or you know, on the agency side, you know, you are the size of McKinsey. It's just not going to happen.
0: Sure. Well, and okay. So let's let's talk about now. You've narrowed the focus, um, which I, I find is a, a common. A lesson learned for entrepreneurs that I've talked to. And and I totally get that. So once you do that, then and you had probably a small team, as you mentioned, then how do you scale the business and scale? And in this space, it's, it's unique, right? It's not like in consulting where you're on Um, I'd say time and materials, or on longer-term engagements. A lot of times, it's a retainer, right, in the agency space. So, how do you manage? How did you manage growth? I'll I'll say, um, and scale appropriately. You know, like what what were the the key levers you had to to pull as you were growing?
1: Well, I mean, it was really figuring out what we were good at, and then letting the world know about that. And for us you know, I mean, we do PR, social media, we do some influencer marketing, but what we're really known for our, is our data analytics. Oh,
0: interesting. And
1: okay. we actually have a proprietary system that we use for all of our e-commerce clients. So, um, y- you know, I had put together this algorithm years ago, and I had tested it and tested it and tested it to make sure that it was going to work. And, you know i've used it now on three dozen client accounts and when it comes to measurement that's that's really what we're known for measurement and determining what the roi is All i right. mean google analytics is good right you know like <laughs> yeah. for the high level and there are a lot of supplementary tools out there but you know you need to get especially if you're e-commerce you need to get a very granular view and, um, you know, the algorithm actually all started from the K-clustering algorithm. Oh,
0: <laughs> I love this. I mean, I am an analytics <laughs> guy by background, as as we shared earlier. All right. So we have to take a little detour here. So, okay, okay wait, we're talking about an agency. Everyone's like all creative and whiteboards and and, and fluffy cloud stuff, right? right. I mean, and here you are talking about k K-means <laughs> theory. I mean, okay. So, Kristen, talk about your mix of like creativity and the numbers. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the, you've brought this together here in a firm and in the, in the creative world, because I think most people listening or that haven't ever worked for an agency, they assume that everyone there, you know, wears jeans and, and cool tennis shoes and, does work in a, a you know, a, a brick walled place and does whiteboard work, right? I mean, you know, kind <laughs> yeah. of this perception of agency. So, I mean, talk about the, the importance of data and analytics in the creative world.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, it's it's wonderful to create, you know, beautiful ads and write <laughs> right?
0: wonderful
1: copy. It's like the ideal and- thing. Right, exactly. But, you know, if you can't measure its effectiveness, then why the hell are you doing it? It's stupid, right? Exactly. You just can't operate in a vacuum. It is. Like, you can't operate in a vacuum. So, it's really important for entrepreneurs. And it's really important for, uh, yeah, uh, entrepreneurs to (laughs) to understand, you know, how to use uh, digital analytics. I mean, ideally, it would be, you know, Wonderful if everybody can learn our Python, but that's not going to happen, right? Um, you can hire
0: people that are like that, bring that right? I mean, that's right, exactly. Great skill set, exactly. But that's
1: a very expensive proposition, that's
0: right. You know,
1: (laughs) even out of college,
0: that's right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Even in college, you know, know, hiring so true. But at the end of the day, you know, it's really marrying this. The, the creativity coming up with an effective strategy and combining that with an analytics program so that you can measure every single dollar that's going into what your, your marketing campaign is generating. And obviously if you're coming out with a negative return, then you need to figure out something else. So, but, and it's not, you know, I mean, we're, we're, we're a small agency, but my, uh, my um agency you know we're based on park avenue and even though we're very casual we're still pretty still pretty snappy
0: um, con- and sharp yeah obviously yeah, <laughs> i love it
1: kind of buttoned up <laughs> yeah. you know like i mean we're not your typical brooklyn you know creative <laughs> firm because that's just not what my culture is you know right. um nationalism uh, awesome. is much more important
0: well i think you've it's a great segue here um I'd like to talk to you about like what's like what have been some of the keys to success. And I think you probably summed some of this up in the Profitable Founder, which is something you put together, right? The five-step business framework that you put together. So talk about that and then maybe some of the keys to structuring your business, you know, in a way that's set up for growth.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, it's it's very simple, you know. I mean, you need to figure out who your audience is, develop a brand that resonates with that audience. You need to come up with a cost or pricing structure that it that people are actually going to or that your audience is actually going to buy you have to have a design that's unique but also your audience gets and then you know then from there once you build the the main infrastructure of your business then you can execute whatever marketing strategies you have so as stupid as it sounds it really is the a b c d An e of building a business, and is
0: that what you put together in the profitable founder? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly what it is. And then in the profitable founder, you know, we talk a little bit more uh, in granular detail about what the execution strategy can be. You know, when we look at how Pinterest can help grow your business, we look at how Instagram, you know, uh, and how to set up the different funnels and how to use PR and what types of pitches really. You know, resonate with national media and things along that nature. So, and you know, it took me a little while to put that that booklet together. I probably spent like two weeks on it. Two whole weeks?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. going to say like a year. Uh, no. <laughs> you guys, all of you that are, are listening, you can find uh, The Profitable Founder. It's a simple five step business framework. You can find it on their website, creative developmentagency.com. Uh, pretty cool. Um, all right. So, Kristen, so. Where's the firm now and where are you going? I I know it's interesting for those of you listening that the reason Kristen and I first met is she and her team were about to launch. Actually, they they did. They launched and sampled um, a new site focused on women's fashion and and lifestyle in the fall and then decided, you know what, we're going to change direction. And so in between the time that we connected and then doing the podcast here... They changed direction. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Kristen, and you know what you guys learn, and then and how are you reframing, and where are you guys going?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so yes, yeah, so back in September we uh, launched the um, Hot Rebel, and we actually did really well. It was like you said, a women's lifestyle publication and e-commerce platform that kind of catered to like the thirty-five plus demographic, the, in a voice that was not farty, like a lot of magazines
0: are. <laughs> did you say farty? You know,
1: yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're just like, oh, they have like a very old voice, and you right. know, they talk about stuff that just isn't relevant right. to today. No
0: names necessary. You
1: know, <laughs> modern women, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not exactly. gonna, I'm not gonna talk about that. Everyone but,
0: listening that is rolling their eyes and nose.
1: <laughs> right, I know. Isn't this is terrible? <laughs> I know. So, so
0: you funny. launch this thing, you're getting all kinds yeah. of interest, the Hot Rebel, H A U T E, by the way. And, and that, right, I had to clarify for those of you who are listening. Um, And so then you decide, we're not going to do it. You're not going to launch it, right? I
1: mean, yeah. Well, we, we decided to change direction, you know, uh, uh, saw some, some fall off or some drop off and a lack of engagement. So, you know, we decided to do a couple surveys, kind of find out what our readers wanted because we actually built up a pretty big email database. You know, we actually sure. had like 27,000 subscribers wow. on the list. Yeah. Wow, Kristen. Yeah. And, you know, in five months. They opted mu- in, well, right? Months. This
0: wasn't lists yeah. that you bought. These are opt-ins. Yeah. Wow.
1: These were, yeah. I mean, I never bought an no, that's great. email list because obviously that... Is against canned spam rolls. So. <laughs> Not
0: but that anybody yeah, would no, do that. I mean, I'm just mentioning that.
1: No, I'm sure. I'm sure they have. <laughs> I've had. Anyway, um, doesn't. Matter,
0: but another but, podcast.
1: But, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. All right. Exactly. Back to the story. <laughs> anyway. So, but most of those subscribers came in through I get through SEO and through social media and some PR that we had done. Um, you know, earlier in the year. So, but after we decided to survey our market and kind of figure out what our people really wanted, it was very specific and it was very easy. And, you know, there really is nothing else out there like this, but I'm just going to tell you that it is going to be like the authority on natural and clean beauty. And I'm not going to give any more details. Wow.
0: I love it. It's like a little... it's a little hook, right? And I mean, now everyone's wondering. I, I love that. <laughs> so, all right. What's the timing? So I can get you back on the podcast here and April. talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So awesome.
1: April, early April. Yeah. We'll be rolling out beta in early April and then we'll open it up to the public, like probably mid-May.
0: That sounds very, very exciting. All right. And before we go, give us like one or two, you know, for those that are out there that have always started, always thought about starting their own agency or... Or, or like, you know, a business like this. Like, what would be one to two or three lessons learned that you'd share? And I, I know you you talk about this regularly with with students and whatnot. But you know, share some of those things with our audience.
1: Yeah, don't try and do everything yourself because you're gonna <laughs> fail. Yeah. I understand that when you're an entrepreneur in the early stages, it's it, it it's kind of critical. But if you can try to get help wherever you can. Um, the next thing is don't get distracted with shiny object syndrome. It's so easy I to know. get involved in the latest tech.
0: I do tech, this, right? Kristen, I, I do. I mean, it's hard for me to not get shiny object. <laughs> I mean, really,
1: right? Especially in the tech and data space uh, because it's like every day there's something else that's coming right. out. yeah. And the other thing is, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, it's uh, w- when you need it, um, y- you know, ask a friend or family member if they can ask them for feedback, ask them if they'll be your sounding board. I know that I-, I I preach not getting involved in business and friends and family, but if you're just asking for feedback on something, I'm a big advocate of that. So don't be afraid to, you know, ask mom or dad for feedback on X or Y. Hopefully they're objective. My parents <laughs> were very objective. My dad tells me everything I do. He's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, Kristen. Uh-huh. Um, (laughs) Love it. (laughs) I'm like, thanks, dad. You're
0: wonderful. (laughs) But now I've got 200 plus clients and (laughs) growing a business. That's awesome. All right. So last but not least, where can our listeners find you and connect with you and check out your content, your company, you know, and whatnot?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I have two sites. One is the agency, which is creativedevelopmentagency.com. And the other one is geared more towards female entrepreneurs that are creative, um, and that's called femfounder.co co. And,
0: um, .co. Yep. That's
1: right. Co. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's right. And the other is creative. <laughs> Almost forgot about agency. the Co. <laughs>
0: I know. And of course, you can find Kristen on Twitter and everywhere else on the social platforms. And she has a million followers. She's amazing. So, hey, Kristen. Aww, thank you. <laughs> thanks so much for being on the podcast.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It really brightened up my day. <laughs> thanks.
0: <laughs> for more information on today's topic or to access additional leadership content, Tools and resources, check out contenderbrands.com. Also, you can download other ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store and Google Play Store. And remember, every winner started as a contender.